Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Tonight, for some time now, really, back a lot of months ago, the Lord had kind of started dealing with me on something, and I felt to do something with it. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna do that or start that tonight. I'm gonna turn to Acts chapter number 17. I had y'all to read that. Hope you read it more than once because I wanted you to realize where our story, where our scripture was beginning. Paul at Athens and and uh, he he was taken by all of their idolatry amen and even one that they wasn't sure of his name so it was the unknown God they had had an inscription to the unknown God but tonight I'm going to take I'm going to venture to take Acts 17 verse number 28 and we'll be using this for four weeks I'm just going to be using uh, just a phrase out of it every time. Acts 17, 28, so I won't keep you standing long. 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Asking you tonight, Lord, that you would somehow engage our minds into the word. Encourage us and strengthen us tonight by the word of God. Hallelujah. Bring our minds together, Lord, for such a time as this. Oh, God, speak through these lips of clay, Lord. For I am nothing, Lord, but you are everything tonight. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen, and amen, and you can be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in him. I want to speak on this subject tonight. It's in him. Amen. You know, from Acts, the 17th chapter, and you read that, and you find that there is a lot of wrong views of God. Amen. And I believe that that carries on into this world that we live in today, that there is a lot of wrong views of God. For instance, uh, He is limited. People think God is limited of what He can do. Number two, and He needs my help. I wish we'd kick that out. Number three, he is removed from us. We cannot touch him. I'm telling you, that's big, and I'm sorry, but that's even worked its way into the church that sometimes we get to the place in our prayers that, well, God's not listening, he's not hearing, we're we're detached, he can't be touched, he don't hear us. Um, But that's wrong. It's It's not a true statement. Number four, He is creator, 
There's a lot of people who thinks he's creator, but he's not controller. I'm going to tell you, he that made you controls you, whether you believe that or not. He controls you. Because everything tonight is in him. Amen. I can do nothing without him. He is in control of me. At the end of life, we find that out more than ever before. When it comes to the end of our life or can I say the last few years of our life that we find out that we think, Lord, why don't you take him? And he just keeps hanging on and hanging on. I mean, he is in control. We are not. Amen. Uh, J.M. Whitten said this, and I thought it is so true. It said, he said, we think, yet our discoveries are his relations, revelations. We think, yet our discoveries are his revelations. Amen. Then he said, we desire, yet our aspirations are God's inspirations. Amen. What we think we know, God has already found out and knows the answer. Amen. Then he said, we pray, yet prayer is the circulation of his spirit through us and to him again. So let me tell you, everything we do is in Him. Whether we pray, whether we think, come on. Whether we desire, it's in Him. Amen. We pray, but the circulation of His Spirit goes through us and back to Him. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 and verse number 17 says, And He is before. Everybody said before. He's before all things. And by him all things consist. Hallelujah. If he is before all things, then everything must be in him. If everything consists by him, then it must everything that is in this world is in him. Amen. Psalms 46 and 1 said, God is our refuge. Everybody said refuge. Now let me just interrupt there, and I'm going to interrupt that verse as I go along. My refuge. God is my refuge. What that means that God is my safe place. Oh, hello. Woo. It's in him. My safety is in him. Glory. He is my resting place, my safe place. He is my refuge from trouble. If I'm going to find anything in him, it's going to be a refuge. He's a refuge from the storm. He's my safe place, if you please. Psalms 27 and verse 5 says, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. Oh, glory. I don't know about you, but I'm liking him already because in my trouble, he'll hide me. Come on. How many ever been in trouble and looking for a hiding place? Well, I'm going to tell you, Jesus is that hiding place tonight. And in the time of trouble, it says he shall hide me in his pavilion. 
in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me and he shall set me up on a rock. Glory, hallelujah. I'm going to be in his tabernacle and I'm going to be upon a rock. Well, I only know one rock, and that rock was Christ. And it followed the children of Israel through the wilderness. And the water came out of the rock when there was no well. The rock became a well. Let me tell you, when you're in trouble, when you're hid in his tabernacle, he'll become your well of salvation. There'll be an overflowing. When the enemy is at your door, there'll be an overflowing coming from above. Come on. In his pavilion, he's got you there, and you're going to be all right. He'll take care of you. Hallelujah. He's my refuge. And he... He is, God is my refuge, and everybody said strength. Strength there means he is my power. He is my force. Now, I like this because I think sometimes we lose this. He is my vigor. Everybody say vigor. My energy. Mm. He is my degree of intensity. Come on. How much enthusiasm I have belongs to him. How much energy I have belongs to him. You'll find that out in your Christian walk because when you think you're out of strength all at once, here comes some and it's like, where'd that come from? telling you as pastor as all those years and I guarantee you our pastor has come in contact with that that your energy became low and all at once here comes another burst you think where did that come from well I'm going to tell you where it come from because it's in him your energy is in him your force your power I don't have any power without him I can't walk a step without him I can't clap my hands without him. Come on. I can't even think without him. Everything that I've got is in him. Glory. Hallelujah. He is all powerful. Come on, all powerful. All power in heaven and earth is given to him. And thank God that he passed that power down to the church on the day of Pentecost that he let us receive the power. Say, well, I didn't receive that. Yeah, you did. You re if you received the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues, you got the power of God. Yes, you do. Because that's nothing more than the Spirit or the power of God in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. What do you think is going to get you out of here one of these days when the trumpet sounds? It's going to be the Holy Ghost that's going to change you. I'm talking about power. It's going to change this mortal into immortality. He's going to put me on a brand new body. What's going to do it? It's the power of God. That's why it's important to have. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. And there's people that search for that. And they're looking the wrong place because there's power in the Holy Ghost. 
There's a bunch of people out here that don't believe in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Saddened that they can't believe in the Holy Ghost because if they could receive it, in fact, the ones that usually don't believe in it, it's never had, never any, had any contact with it because if they did, they'd have known. They would have known that there was power in it because I have heard, in fact, a, a young lady that had come here a while back, she'd come as a child to the middle church, I remember, and uh, she'd, she'd come, and one night, uh, I don't remember why I was even preaching. I don't even know. Pastor's gone something. I don't know. But anyway, I remember that night. The, the Spirit of the Lord moved in here in the mighty. Yeah, I remember Jesse was here. I remember that. Now, now I, remember the, I remember the situation now. Yeah, you were here, and you were feeling God too. Amen. And, and in the ministry, after the ministry, she came to me. This young lady came to me. And she said, you give me goose pimples tonight. I said, no, I didn't give you them. The Lord did. I'm going to tell you, there is power in it. I said, was you still? She said, I got chills. I said, was you cold? I said, did it leave? She said, no. I said, was you really cold? She said, no, I wasn't really cold, but I had chills. You know what? There is the power of God is so strong that you can't explain it. But yet you cannot explain it away either because it's real. When you feel it once, honey, there's a longing to feel it again. Because this kind of goose pimples is not the kind that wants to, well, maybe it does sometimes make you want to run out the door, but most of the time you want to sit there and bathe in that presence. It's a good feeling. Amen. It's not scary. It's comforting. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he's my strength. He's all powerful. He is my degree of intensity. Amen. I think sometimes if we, we, we would get a greater intensity if we'd come into service and began to praise him from the beginning. You know what? The more energy that you put out toward God, the more you'll receive from Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The more that I do for Him, the more I'll receive from Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And the Bible said He's our refuge and strength, a very present. Somebody say very present. Very present help in trouble. Thank the Lord. He is very present. The best way that I know how to explain that is wherever I am, he is. He's very present. He is omnipresent. And, and, and it adds a little to it when it says very present. The very is nothing more than an adjective of the present because it tells how present it is. He's very present. If I say that Brother Ty is very present, it means he's right there. He's within touching distance. Come on. He, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he's in touching distance. He's very present. In your need, he is very present. I don't care where you're at or what you're doing. 
He is very present. No matter what you're going through, even if you're going through the greatest, darkest hour in your life, can I tell you that he is very present? That he's as close as a mention of his name? Because many times the name of Jesus has been spoken and an accident has been stopped. And people have asked the question, how did this happen? I don't even know how I got out of that, but somehow I steered clear of an accident or the Lord steered clear for me because he was very present. It was him that had to hold the wheel and you thought it was you. And you don't remember a jerking it. You don't remember doing anything, but somehow it happened. Hallelujah. And then my favorite verse Probably in all the Bible, this is my favorite verse. I, I, I pray it every day. I say it hard telling how many times a day. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able. Glory. Think about all he's able to do. Think about that. That'll blow your mind just thinking about it. Unto him that is able to do exceeding. Everybody said exceeding. Abundantly above all that we can ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. You know what? A lot of the times the last phrase is left out. All we can, yeah. All we can ask or think. And to leave out the last part. According to the power that worketh in us. So let me tell you, it's all according to how much you are in him and him in you. If I'm really into him, then I'm going to have the power of God. Come on. Because he is real and his power is real. The word exceeding means to go beyond. As in quantity. As in quality. As in measure, you can't measure it. Come on. Or value, it means to surpass. Anything else that you have ever compared it to. Exceeding is the extreme of exceed. It means beyond my exclamation. I can't explain it. Come on. It's beyond what I can ask or think. It's beyond my exclamation. I cannot explain it. Come on. I can't explain it. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. He is very present. Come on. He is able. He is beyond what I can ask or think. Whatever you can think, God is beyond that. Whatever you can ask, he is beyond that. Yet we limit God. Come on. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know whether God, yeah, I know he can do it. See, what we, under, what we need to understand that God deals in impossibilities. It's not the normal everyday cares of life that he deals with. What he deals with surpasses what we can ask or think. It's what we can't do. That's when God steps in. 
Notice how he builds in that scripture that he is able to do exceeding, come on, beyond, abundantly, a whole bunch. Come on. Abundantly means a whole bunch beyond what you want to count. Come on. You ever tried to count your blessings? You ever tried to write them all down? If you did, you're still writing. Come on. About the time you think you're done. Man, I hear some more. There's a, you know, there, here's a whole list again. Because it's above all I can ask or think. But it's according to the power that works in me. It's how much I let God do in me. It's how strong I let him be. It's how present I let him be. I know that sounds funny. It's how present I let him be. But I'm going to tell you, there is times we move away from God. He never moves away from us. Yes, sir. Oh, glory. Martha and Harry were going down the street. They were up in years. Pulled up to stop sign. Stop light here. Next to them in the other lane was a young couple. You couldn't tell which one was driving. You know how that is. I know you forgot maybe, but I'll remind you tonight. You know, it was like it was a bucket seat and you was both sitting on it. Martha, she, you know, kind of looked over at it. She says, why is it, Harry, that we don't do that anymore? And he said, well, I'm going to tell you, Martha, I'm where I've always said, you're the one that's moved. He's still doing the driving just like he always had. She moved over in that other seat. I'm going to tell you, a lot of times, that's what it is with God. It's not, come on, God ain't moved. It's us that's moved. We've separated ourselves from him. We've moved over. Peter wanted to follow him from a distance. Yes, sir. He had been close to the master. But when they come and got him in the Garden of Eden... Peter followed him. He wasn't that he didn't follow him, but he followed him from a distance. I'm going to tell you, we want to watch church because it's in him and I need to be close to him. Come on. If it's in him, I need to be close to him. I can't walk and watch him from a distance. I don't need to see him through a telescope. I need to know he's there. Come on. I need to have him where I can touch him. Come on. I need, I need to have him where I can feel him. Oh, I don't know about you. It's all right. You know, people say, well, God's there, but I like to feel it. Glory, come on. Say, yes, sir, there's a feeling that comes with this thing. When it's in him, hon, you can feel him. Oh, you don't have to ask anybody if they got the Holy Ghost, they can feel him. Come on, there's a residence that takes up down inside you and it starts overflowing and you know he's in there. 
fact, you began to speak in a language that you weren't taught. It just kind of rolls out. You think, where did that come from? I didn't take no foreign language in school. No, sir, but I'm going to tell you, it's in him. That's where it's at. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, it's abundantly. It's just a whole bunch. It's, it's beyond what we can count. And then, then he throws something in there. He says, we can ask or think. He says, abundantly. And then he goes and puts that little word in there. He says, above. Everybody said above. Come on. We've just done exceedingly. Come on. We've just done abundantly. And now after saying all of those great words that's beyond and, and to the extreme and a whole bunch, now he says above. Everybody said above. I don't know about you, but that thinks me, that makes lifts me up. He's going to put you in the secret of his tabernacle and he's going to lift you up. You know why? So you can look down on your enemies. Oh, Lord, he'll lift you above the enemies. Yes, he will. And that, that word above there in the Greek, I like that. Because when it says above, it means overflow. Glory. Hallelujah. There's an overflow or a greater. Can I say greater? Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. It is an overflow. It's an above. I'm beyond everything. I'm above everything. Hallelujah. And the dictionary says it means higher up or overhead. So no matter how high you get, he's still above you. Woohoo! Glory. Yeah. That's, what's, that's what got the devil and, and all of Satan that old evil one, he, he wanted to be above God, equal with God. He really wasn't satisfied. He didn't want to be equal. He wanted to be above him. He wanted to be his boss. He wanted to be the boss of the one who made him, created him. Dangerous ground. Hallelujah. Want to be careful. We can get that way. We can get that way. We can become close to God. And if we're not careful, we'll be exalted and want to be above God. And instead of wanting to work in the spirit, we'll work in our flesh. Dangerous place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is an overflow. He is greater than anything. In fact, there is no church building that can house him. I think he chuckled a little at David and said, where's the house that you're going to house me in? Where's, where's the house you're going to build for me, David? David, he had a sense of humor. God's got a sense of humor. He, he's laughing at David. Uh, David's wanting to build him a house. And he said, I want to see this house that you're going to contain me in. The heavens of heavens cannot contain me. And you're going to build me a house? Oh, It is so great, though. We can't build a house big enough to put him in, but he lives inside us. Now, you, you figure that one out. You figure that one out for me. Tell me how he lives inside of us, yet we can't build him a house. I can't explain it, can you? 
I don't see where all that power and all that energy and everything on the inside, I don't know where it comes from. Come on. Man himself has not figured the body out yet. They've been working all these years trying to figure it out, and they're learning new things every day, but they still don't know. There's some things they don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Proverbs 15 and verse number 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Everybody said every place. Beholding the evil and the good. Let me tell you, you can't hide nothing from God. Whatever you're doing that you won't, don't want others to know about, I want you to know that God knows. Come on. The things that we do in secret, He knows about. The things that's hidden in the closet from the past that you don't want nobody to know about and I don't blame you. He knows about. But he's not displaying it either. He's forgive you. And it's buried in the depths of the sea where even the devil can't find it. And then when Satan comes, and when Satan comes and says, you know what? So-and-so done this. I've got a record of it. He said, show me it. And all he can do is come up with a blank sheet. Come on. Because what you've done is hidden. God is not out to display your sins. What he is out to do is to cover them. Woo! To do away with them. Come on. Cast them away from you. You know, he wants to be very present, but he wants your sin to be separated. Oh, let me say that again. I said he wants to be close to you, but he wants your sins to be separated. He don't want them bothering you. He don't want them always coming back and haunting you. And I want to remind you that any time sin comes back to haunt you, let me tell you early, it's not God that does it, it's the devil that brings it up. And I've often said this, and I think it's a good thing to go by. Whenever the devil reminds you of your past, you need to remind him of his future. Because he don't have any proof. He can't prove it. All he can do is talk to you and just keep eating at you and bothering you about it. And some of these things, some of these things people have had to finally just, you know, it took them years to get past. But I want to I encourage somebody tonight that in all your distress and the enemy bothering you about your past and the failures and things that have happened in your life, the things that you feel bad about, that you can't do nothing about, there's no way you can go and change those things, let me tell you something early. You don't have to worry because God has buried those things and they're separated and he's not trying to bring them up. And there is, come on, there is a place in him where you become very present with him and those things have to be separated from you. They have to go. 
Come on. We can use the name of Jesus and we can use the power of the Holy Ghost and say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan, and I command you to go. And he has to go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he's every place. He's beholding the evil, but he's beholding the good too. So he sees the good you do. Let me tell you, he keeps, a, he keeps good books. Keeps good books. Acts 17 and verse number 27. Trying to hurry. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to try to keep track of time. And, and. Acts 17, 27. That they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after him. And find him, though he be not far from every one of us. That tells me he's very present. He's not far from any one of us. Oh, glory. In fact, if you want to check that out, what it means is he's just as close to you as he is to me. He's in the midst of all of us, yet we are within reach of God no matter where we're at. Distance has nothing to do with it. He fills all space. Oh, what a big God. Everybody said it's in Him. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If happily they might feel after Him. So there, there comes a sense to us that we need to always be feeling after God. If you want Him near you, then you're going to have to feel after Him. And the Bible says if happily we might feel after him and find him. In other words, it's a good search when you're searching after God. And if you feel after him long enough, you're going to find him. You're going to find he's very present. How many times have we went to that spot when we thought he was never listening? We didn't think he was around. He wasn't hearing our prayers and all at once he showed up. As pastor preached, Friday night, you go and he'll come. You go and he'll come. Come on. Hallelujah. He won't leave you comfortless. He'll come to you. Hallelujah. But he's not far from every one of us. How many times has somebody come to you and said, Listen, I've got a lot of faith in your prayers. I wish you'd pray for me. The truth is, He's not far from any one of us. He's just as close to you as he is me. It's not that I got a hold on God so strong that he's with me and he's not with you. He's with all of us. Every one of us. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many like this concept that he, it's in him? I like that. It's in him. Hallelujah. We are dependent upon him for all natural, intellectual, and spiritual life. He can remove all or any of these things at will. He does not have to ask us if he can. We've got to remember, he's creator, but he's also controller. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. 
We are not only dependent upon Him, but responsible to Him. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something here and stir us up. We may choose our way, yet we are accountable to Him for our choices. What I want to say is the choice is ours, but the outcome is His. Because He uses even the wicked for His good. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians 1, verse number 16. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, now listen to this, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for Everything was created by him and for him. In other words, creation and everything that was created was created to worship God. He said, let your, why don't you have your disciples to hold their peace? He's, he's coming into Jerusalem. Why, why don't you, he's riding in on a donkey and they're saying, well, won't you just have your disciples to shut up? He said, if they would, if, let me say, if they'd shut up, the rocks will cry out. Come on, because somebody's going to praise me. I'm going to have worship. Let me tell you, if we, if we don't worship him in his house, he'll go to some house that will. He's going to have worship. So I don't know about you, but I want to keep him very present. So I want to keep him in the house, so I'm going to worship. I'm going to put forth the effort. When I come through the doors, I'm going to remember that I'm here to praise him. I'm here to lift him up, Brother Zach. Come on. I've, this is a house of worship. This is the place that he chose to put his name. Let me tell you, he can separate himself from the house just like that too. He chose to put his name in Jerusalem and then destroyed the temple. I don't know about you, but I don't want him destroying our temple. So if, if, if we're going to keep him here, then we've got to entertain his presence. Because his presence is here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We choose our way, but we're accountable to him for our choices. And the choices may be ours, but the outcome is his of the choices we make. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Colossians 1.16 For by him were all things created that are in heaven huh? Uh-huh. in earth, visible and invisible be thrones, dominions, principalities or powers all things were all things all things were created by him and for him. You was created to live for God. 
Now, God will not make you do that. He'll give you the choice. But there is some repercussions Because of the choice, let me tell you, it's going to tell where you're going to spend eternity. I don't know about you, but I plan on living in heaven. I just seem to soon be caught out of here with the church. You know, we can study about Daniel. And you can study about revelations all you want to. And we can go through it. And pastors taking it through it. So great. And I like all of that. But the truth is, I don't want to be here. And I'm sorry. I don't, the church is not going to be here. I don't believe. I don't believe it. Because the dead in Christ is going to rise first, and then which are alive and remain going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Then the tribulations and all those things is going to come. I tell you, I want to be a part of that group that goes up when the trumpet sounds. Amen. Our life and being is in Him. Our life and our being is in Him. The doctors can do their part, but they can't heal you. They're not healers. They're doctors. They doctor it. Only God can do the healing. When I made my last doctor's appointment, my doctor started telling me all about I needed to do this and I needed to do that. And I kind of stopped him, looked straight in his eyes, said, you do know I'm a minister. He said, yeah, I'm very aware of that. I said, well, I want to let you know that there's a lot of things that's happened in my life that were miracles that doctors couldn't do and fix, but God did. I said, I need you to understand. He, he, he didn't want to hear that. He, he kind of wanted to change the subject real quick. But I'm telling you, I, I, I wanted to just start telling him some miracles. I, he, I wanted him to hear some miracles. I guess if Medicare was going to pay the bill, then I guess he thought I wasn't paying it anyway. So, but I am, really. I'm paying for it. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Our whole life and being is in him. Well, you're not going to die before God's ready for you. He's the only one who can call your number and make it stick. I'm sorry. Even that murderer cannot kill you if it's not God's will. I know some of my children will remember the story, but and my wife, but Brother Mallory, he was Sister Nadine, well, I know, because we met him. But uh, he was a, f a missionary to the Philippines, and a, and, a, and a buddy of his, Brother Kibaloy, 
was a missionary over there. And he had come up on this place building and they were having church. Some of these, some of these militants had come up there and they were having church in that. And Brother Kibbeloy was in, the, in, in that, was one of them and they're having church. And they thought, we'll fix them, we'll stop this junk. And so we'll blow them to pieces. And they just... said so they felt the building go up, come back down. Everybody was still praising the Lord. And he brought back his shirt. Had 27 holes in it, but not one of them pierced his body. There is power in the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is real. It's more powerful than a bullet. You know, faster than a speeding bullet. No, a speeding bullet can't even pierce it. Whoop! It's a power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Whew, glory. Our life and our being is Him, is in Him. The blessings of life are in Him. And without obeying His laws, the blessings could stop. I said they could stop. Many times God is gracious. I've got children, two children that's backslid. That God has watched over them time after time. As just a reminder, talking to my daughter this week. She calls Sister McGee and I in the wee hours of the morning. She didn't text me, honey. She called me. You know why? She want to hear mom and dad's prayers over the phone. Boy, does that remind me of anybody. I'm glad he's still here. A dark time. We, we thought we could it was possible that God was going to take him out of here. I remember nights. Because when he got out of the hospital, he, had, he was at home and he was still fever every day. It was, it was a battle to keep his fever down. He'd call, he'd have mom at a call, say, call Papa and Mama. I want to hear him pray. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Lynn Barnett, I remember the story so well. Sister Barnett was on her dying bed. Sister McGee and I was on vacation. We were camping. My cell phone rung. And it was Brother Ferguson. He said, Brother McGee, he said, could you come? He said, Sister Barnett wants to hear you pray. He said, would you come down and pray? And Sister McGee and I went down and prayed. I'm going to tell you something. There is something about being in the presence of God. young lady during our pastoral ship when we was in, living in the parsonage at Kingsburg. You know, we ours of the morning. Somebody knocked on our door. It was cold outside. This young lady come in. She was barefooted. She had to get in touch with somebody that could pray. We prayed for her. I remember I'd walk into her hospital room and she would not look me in the eye. And one day when I was in there, I said, why don't you just look at me? God will move for you. And she said, 
there's something about you that I can't look at you, but I like to be where you are. Come on. It wasn't me that she was close to, but it was the God that I served. Let me tell you, church, there is power in your very being because the Holy Ghost is real. And when you got the Holy Ghost, you get close to somebody that don't have it and they can feel the presence of God because of you. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to get close to God. We need to be very present with Him. Oh, glory. Without obeying His laws, the blessing could stop. He's gracious and He, he overlooks many times our failures and our faults, just hoping we'll, we'll call on Him. Just hoping we'll serve Him. Just hoping we'll return. See, when you're backslid, you're too churchy for the world and too worldly for the church. You're a misfit. That's what you feel like. You don't fit in any place because you're not where you should be. And did you know once you have the Spirit of God dwelling in you and you backslide, tell, let, me, let me tell you this, that there is still fuel down there that's just waiting to be ignited. And I've watched it over the years, time after time, in serving God. That people can come back to the altar and all at once when they come in the presence of God that that thing that's on the inside is ignited and they begin to speak in tongues all over again. Did they get the Holy Ghost? Honey, they already had it. All they needed was a fire. Come on. It's a fire of God. Glory, I got to hurry along. Psalms 27, 1. The Lord is my light. Come on, he's your light. I'm telling you, without him, you're walking around in darkness. The light's in him. The Lord is my light and my salvation. There's no salvation without him. It's in him. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In other words, if you need more strength, he's more strength. If he put all of his power and strength on us all the time, we couldn't stand it. How many times have you really gotten in the presence of the Lord and you felt like he's just going to be resurrected out of here? And maybe in spirit you were, you know. It's a good feeling. Hallelujah. Imagine what not have if he just dump all of his strength on us. We wouldn't stay here. Glory. Psalms 140, verse number 7. I'm rushing. O oh God the Lord, 
the strength of my salvation. He is the strength of my salvation. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Everybody said he's my refuge. Come on. In the day of battle, he's going to protect you. He'll cover your head. Woo, glory, hallelujah. He's the strength of my salvation. You cannot live for God and not read the word. In my years of pastoring, when somebody come to my office and they said that they, they had, you know, was just couldn't cope with things and I always found there was, there was about three areas. It was church attendance. Come on. It was prayer. Hmm? And it was the word of God. If they didn't do those three things, they are going to be separated from God. Any one of those will separate you from God. Because, because the house of God is where you come together with other saints and where you're strengthened. I might tell you this, that if you're not coming to church like you should, you're not receiving the fuel you should. It's just like going to town. It's just like going down to the filling station and putting in gas. If, if you don't have no gasolino, you no rungo. My niece, a while back, my brother had given her a lawnmower. She thought that was just the greatest thing. It was a cub cadet, and she was in, she was in hog heaven, I'm telling you. She was just, she was having fun. She said she's even getting out just after you, not, not even mowing, just getting out riding around on it. It's so much fun. So I've never had anything like this that I could just start up and take off on, and it, and it really started. And she went out there one day and, and tried to start it, and it would not start. She called Dad. She said, Dad. My lawnmower won't start. It's the first time it's ever failed me. He said, I've just rode around and had a good time, and I'm both the lawn, and now today I won't start. So he went over there. And he said it would not start for nothing. He said, I took off the gas cap, and I looked, and I didn't see nothing. He said, I told her, you can't run it without gas. It won't run. She said, well, I was sure I seen gas. He said, well, what you seen, I didn't see. Let me tell you, there is people that has run down in church and wondering why. It's because they ain't been to the filling station for a while. And if you miss a night, I'm putting a word in for you, Pastor. If you miss a night, you could run out of gas before you get back. You don't know how many places you're going to have to go, how many roads the devil's going to take you to, through till you, before you get back to church. You may run out of gas. That's why it's important we make every church service. Everyone we can, we need to do. Fail not to assemble yourselves together to matter some is, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 25. Okay. Man, I'm already three minutes over. Okay. Psalms 39 and 7. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. 
I'm going on. Isaiah 12 and 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength. I like this. And my song. Brother Mason writes songs, but the inspiration comes from God. It's my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Who glory. Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Pleased the Father that in him all fullness. There is nothing without him. Breath is not here without him. Life is not here without him. Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Let me tell you, if he created you after his likeness, he wants us to be like him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last but not least. Romans eleven thirty six. For of him and through him and to him. How many times have we heard this kind of that phrase like that in some way or other pointing that away tonight? Are all things. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's in Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next week, by the help of the Lord, I'm going to... Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.